All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Everything is happening. We got stuff flying on the ice in Dallas. Their CEO issuing an apology. Jamie Benn cross checking people in the face. Two teams, one away, one win away from the Stanley Cup final. And I don't know, some news. Kyle Dubas bumping into Sidney Crosby at the Pittsburgh Penguins practice facility on Tuesday. So much to get into on Daily Faceoff Live. Welcome in. It's a Wednesday, May 24th edition, and Daily Faceoff Live is brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at botano.ca. 19 plus, please play responsibly. He is former NHL netminder, current Daily Faceoff analyst, Mike McKenna. Mike, what's going on? Well, man, pets' heads are falling off. Dogs and cats living together, human sacrifice. All the things are happening, Frank. Let's get rocking. No human sacrifice on this show, but uh, <laughs> quick little news nugget to pass along. We do have our finalists for the Jim Gregory General Manager of the Year Award, as announced by the NHL just now as the show started. Jim Nill from the Dallas Stars, Don Sweeney from the Boston Bruins, who lost in round one, and Bill Zito of the Florida Panthers, one of those teams, one win away from their first Stanley Cup final appearance since 1996. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. And, well, let's start with exactly that, the conference final action. The Vegas Golden Knights absolutely throttling the Dallas Stars on home ice on Tuesday night. Mike, this was probably the most shocking game of the playoffs for me. You look at the way that it played out. I mean, 3 nothing in the first seven minutes. Jake Ottinger getting yanked. Three goals allowed on just five shots. I, 
I couldn't have imagined a worse performance for a Dallas team that was playing for its season as the series shifted to Texas. I, I'm still stunned that that's the result that we got and seemingly no pushback from Dallas really as the game went on. Yeah, and I think Pete DeBoer, head coach of Dallas, would agree with you. He looked completely befuddled on the bench at what was going on with his team. I mean, a minute and 11 in, Marsh so scores for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then 30 seconds later, Jamie Benn takes an unexplainable five-minute cross-checking penalty on Mark Stone. I'm looking at that going, those are two of my favorite teammates ever. I'm just going, come on, guys. Like, Jamie, what are you doing? Because he's going to get suspended, Frank. And here's the thing. Right now, all the noise is on Dallas. You got fans throwing shit on the ice and at the players. They haven't played well. Vegas, you know what? They're drawing on that because Vegas hasn't taken the bait. They, they've remained disciplined. They've defended better than any team in the Stanley Cup playoffs so far. The Golden Knights have. And Dallas can't get to middle ice. So now Dallas has to win four straight against a suffocating Vegas team. And Dallas's goalie hasn't been great in the last eight games, Frank. The first eight games of playoffs this year, a 921 save percentage for Ottinger. Last eight games down to an 856. Pulled last game after allowing three goals on what, five shots to start? Vegas got that lead, Frank, and they just went into cruise control. Well, allowing three goals on five shots is going to plummet anyone's save percentage, but Jake Ottinger now down sub 900 for these playoffs, certainly not appearing to be the bulletproof guy that we thought he would be when it came to performances in the spring. And now you look at it, uh, I just I have so many questions here. First off, I, I I could not have been more wrong, Mike, not just surprised about the way Game 3 played out, but just sizing up these entire conference final series. Yeah, I had Vegas winning in six, and I had the Canes winning in seven, but, like, the fact that both of these could be sweeps, like, I, if you had given me, I don't know, a million dollars and said put, put it on these series going six games, I, that's what I would have done at least six games. The fact that they might not even get to five is mind-boggling. Yeah, and, and but like, let's keep in mind, though, after the first two games of each of these series, they both went to overtime. So maybe we have a little bit of recency bias, but the fact is Vegas is up 3 nothing. Panthers are up 3 nothing. They could easily be sweeps. So, I man, I picked Dallas in seven. I thought this was going to be one hell of a series. It really hasn't. And game three, that was an absolute laugher for Vegas, man. They were awesome, and Dallas had nothing for them. Yeah, not only is the NHL probably a little bit disappointed in terms of the uh, impact and ratings and things like that with four markets that are non-traditional, being in the conference final, that's all that's left. Have them be short series as well doesn't help for intrigue. One-word answer, how many games does Jamie Benn get? Two. What do you think? Sounds about right. You can't cross-check someone in the face. Not in this league. Not in the year of 2023. Let's get to the Carolina Hurricanes. Speaking of a team on the ropes, they're facing off with their season on the line on Wednesday night. As mentioned, the year of the rat has rolled on. Uh, the Florida Panthers, one win away from their first Stanley Cup of final, final appearance since 1996. I don't even think Tyler was born yet. But when it comes to looking at this series, some news this morning, Sasha Barkov will play, is expected to play in game four. A big boost for the Panthers that really don't even need one. Like, if they have the luxury of time here. To let that guy sit out a game. Come back for game five if you need him. You want Alexander Barkov to be right for the Stanley Cup final, not to sweep the Canes. What say you? Oh, man, he's back in the lineup. You, you get this done. You take all the rest you can get. And 
here's the thing. Like when you think about the Florida Panthers, their star power is really high. And, and I know that people may not realize how good Sasha Barkov is, but having been on the ice with him and tried to stop those pucks and seeing how he affects the game at a 200-foot distance, Frank, he's a huge piece of the puzzle there. And so even if you're getting Barkov um, for, for less than the normal time you'd want on the ice if you're Paul Maurice, you still take it, I think. But regardless of that, I mean, we just talked about how Dallas can't get to middle ice. They can't get penetrate inside, right? Well, Carolina's been the same way, man. And it's amazing to me that Florida has been so much better defensively than what we saw even at the start of the season. Yeah, Bobrovsky's been amazing, dude. I will not underplay what he's done whatsoever. He's been phenomenal. Um, but when you look at the Carolina Hurricanes, just missing the net as much as they are and opportunities in tight and not getting it there, they're not getting it done. And the most telling thing for me, Jacob Slavin's been on the ice for all three game-winning goals against Frank. He might be the best defender in the NHL, but he's looked pedestrian in this series. That's got to improve for Carolina if they don't want to be swept by Florida. The scary part for Carolina is they could play a lot better. They could change things up. They could change their lines. They could change how they approach the game. They still might get Sergei Bobrovsky in this game. That's how well... Yep. Bobrovsky has played a 935 save percentage for the postseason, a 978 in this series, 132 of 135. He stopped. You know, I guess the easy question is, who wins game four? Well, remember that the, Florida, the Panthers did have a letdown in the last series, right? They let one slip away. So I'm going to say Carolina wins game four. Um, but then Florida comes roaring back game five and takes it. And you mentioned Bobrovsky, Frank. You know what a turning point in the series was? It's when he put some color back on his pads. He got rid of those dreadful all-white pillows that supposedly made him look bigger in the net. Nah, he got his goalie swag back when he put the color on the pads. That's what it's all about, man. I'm sure that's, that's what all it is. It. It's swag. It's it is. It's swag, Frank, purely. Look good, feel good, play good. Uh, speaking of play good, that's what Craig Conroy wants the Calgary Flames to do next season. He was introduced as their eighth general manager on Tuesday, Mike. And I had a chance to speak with Craig Conroy this morning. I was like, day two, man, you got to start your day with me. And that's what happened on Frankly Speaking. So many things for him to get to this summer, Mike. They've got seven unrestricted free agents. They have young guys that they're trying to uh, convince to stay in the fold, like Group 6 free agent Matthew Phillips. And, oh yeah, Craig Conroy also needs to hire a head coach and get that right, something that the Calgary Flames have been missing certainly the last decade plus is some coaching stability. But to me, the biggest question about how the Flames will approach this summer and frankly how they will look next season will depend on the answers that Craig Conroy gets from his pending free agents. Take a listen. Let's see if we can glean some insight. Can you envision a world in which there's a player or two on your team next season that isn't signed to an extension or, or do you think any on the spot this summer to, to find out the answer to that question and then move on ahead of time as opposed to playing out the contract? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think Matthew Kachuk did it last year. I mean, the one thing about the relationship I have with the guys, you know, we can always be honest. I've always been honest with them and they've always been honest with me. So, you know, and, and probably in our conversations, hey, I know we get along. But the reality is you have to let me know if you want to be here. And if you don't, you also have to let me know that, you know, because my job is to make sure we put the best team on the ice and make sure asset management is a big thing for me. I mean, I, I just don't want to ever see someone just walk away for free. And if they want to be here, great. If not, 
I'd be disappointed because all these guys are huge parts of this team, but I, I understand some people just say, Hey, you know what? It's not for me. And, and then we'll kind of work with what we have from there and move forward. Three critical pieces for the Calgary Flames this summer. Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, as well as Tyler Toffoli, all entering the last year of their deals. Mike, it certainly seems in speaking to Craig Conroy on Frankly Speaking, which is available wherever you can get, wherever you get your podcasts, it seems like this is either fish or cut bait for them this summer. He doesn't envision, especially for a team being competitive, that they're going to allow them to just enter this year and then, oh, worst case scenario, trade them at the trade deadline. If you want to be back, you got to speak now. Yeah, I think he wants to put the stamp on it right now. And throughout that interview, there were some other things that I heard that really caught my ears, man. Top players need to play more. Opportunity for young players, right? This was a direct rebuttal of what Daryl Sutter had done as the head coach of that team, if you ask me. And I think the lessons from Johnny Gaudreau moving on, Matthew Kachuk, you heard that throughout it. You know what the easiest thing for Craig Conroy is going to be, though, Frank? Hiring a head coach. It's easy. You hire Mitch Love, head coach of the Wranglers of the American Hockey League. End of story. Two years in a row, top coach in that league, man. He ripped up the WHL before that with the Saskatoon Blades. It's an easy hire if you ask me. So from there, you just look at the asset management, like you said, and try to figure out who wants to be there and how you make your team better. Totally agree. And uh, music to your goalie ears would be that also in the interview, Craig Conroy said that he believes Dustin Wolf has earned an NHL opportunity, which presents an interesting decision for the Flames to make because they, of course, have Dan Vladar on his contract as well in addition to Jacob Markstrom, who isn't going anywhere. The easiest way for the Calgary Flames to get back into the playoffs, have Jacob Markstrom just look somewhat close to Jacob Markstrom again, probably worth another 8 to 10 points in the standings. You can listen to episode 15 of Frankly Speaking with Craig Conroy wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Mike, will continue our off-season series with uh, looking ahead to what some of these teams the 28 that have been eliminated from postseason contention have to tackle this summer. Today is the Philadelphia Flyers. They've done a lot of heavy lifting to this point, hiring Danny Briere as their GM and Keith Jones as their president of hockey operations. It's a three-headed monster with John Tortorella having a seat at the table. What's number one on your priority list for the Flyers? For me, Mike, it's beginning to tear this down and identifying the three, maybe four pieces that you'd like to have on this team in five years when you finally get to where you want to get to. And if you're not part of that three or four member group, start moving them out. Yep. What you said just relates back to one thing, cap space and the vision of this team in the future. I think you have to trade Kevin Hayes. There's just way too much friction between him and Tortorella all season long. Too much smoke to the fire. Is he going to be there long term? No. So get the picks you can for Kevin Hayes. And then I think you need to look at what Tortorella said even on March 20th, that there needs to be some subtraction. So like you say, you're figuring out who's going to be there. And for me, I look. I think you look right at that decor. There's $16 million tied up in three defensemen that were healthy scratched at some point last year. Sanheim and Ristolainen, long-term deals. D'Angelo, one year left. Provorov, two years left. I don't care how you make it happen if you're Danny Breer. you got to shake that up and move out some of that money somehow, some way. I do think the team will be better next year with Couturier and Atkinson, provided that they stick around. But I think you move Hayes, you figure out that decor, and if there's any other ancillary pieces that Breer doesn't see as being tangible, valuable assets down the road, clear that cap space, get some picks, get some more youth into this, because you know what? Some of those prospects, they just straight up haven't panned out for the Philadelphia Flyers. They need another reboot in that area. 
Well, we'll be talking about their prospect base in a second, starting with really the shining light in their system in Cutter Gauthier with Stephen Ellis on the next wave. But what do you do with someone like Travis Konechny? Had a breakout year last year, uh, 31 goals, 61 points. He's already 26, though. And by the time you probably want to get this team to where it's heading, he's going to be 31. And not to say that he can't be a contributor then, but with one more year at five and a half, two more years, excuse me, at five and a half million bucks before becoming an unrestricted free agent, it kind of feels like at that contract and that value, Travis Konechny's never going to have a better value on the open market. Isn't this the year that you'd have that similar type of conversation? Yeah, I think so. And I think there's different pressure points. Would, if that is the direction the Flyers choose to go and move in Konechny, is that at the uh, at the trade deadline next year? I don't know. To me, it seemed more like a either a draft deal or a free agency summertime deal. Um, I do think Konechny, though, can probably still be of value in two, three years. I think the turnaround can be a little bit quicker. I don't think it's four to five years for Philly. I think it's two to three. So I could still see a window there, but you're exactly right. That, that conversation internally needs to be had because he's right at the cusp of a player um, that, that's, that's going to be expendable if you want him to be down the road. I think two to three years is dreaming in technicolor for the Philadelphia Flyers. I think they've got a long, long way to go. One word answer, keep or trade Carter Hart? Keep him. You build around him, man. I don't trade him. 24 years old for Carter Hart, entering the last year of his deal at $3.979 million. Courtesy of our friends at Cat Friendly, let's get to the next wave and let's continue talking about that Flyers prospect pool and others with Stephen Ellis. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's right. He is Daily Faceoff prospect analyst Stephen Ellis. One month to the day, or should I say five weeks? I can't count on the calendar to the NHL's draft. Round one in Nashville. It is on Wednesday night, uh, June 21st. 
I'm good. I'm looking at the calendar now. Uh, Stephen Ellis wanted to ask you about Cutter Gauthier. He's been one of the stars in uh, the World Hockey Championships being played in Europe at this exact moment in time. And when you look at him being on a tear, is that a guy that looks to you like he's NHL ready for the Flyers? What would you do with someone like him? Uh, you know, for for him, I'm, I still want to be patient here, especially when the Flyers, I don't think they even know what they want to be doing with their team in the next couple of years, uh, especially, you know, listening to the last conversation there. There's a lot to be done there. But with Gauthier, it's just a guy that, you know, impresses so much, and I think he's got a really good future here. Uh, you know, a lot of people will point out that, you know, look at the team that he's been putting points up against. He had a hat trick, and I think it was it was against France in a 9 nothing win, but he still went out there, got four points, was one of the best players, and got four points in only playing 13 minutes. Like, that's still quite impressive no matter the competition. And, you know, he hasn't played a ton in each game. You know, the last game he played 16 minutes, and that was the most he's played. For the most part, it's been 11, 12, 13 minutes. But it's just the way he's been able to really click specifically with, with TJ Tynan, a guy that, you know, spent the whole year in the AHL, but has really put himself on the map himself in this tournament. Him and Rocco Grimaldi have been very valuable for the Americans. But with Goche, a high pick by the Flyers last year, I think there's a very bright future here. And someone that could be one of the leaders, a guy that I think should be able to go out there and get 70 points. He's just so dynamic as a forward uh, offense all the time. And, you know, if next year with going back to, if he goes back to Boston College, you're looking at guys like Will Smith and Ryan Leonard and, and Gabe Perot, it's going to be a team where he, those guys will be the one line. But if you put Goche on the power play with them, they're going to be unstoppable. So I think he's got a good opportunity to play with some quality players next year, and that would be the way to go. But, you know, when it comes to the Flyers and everything there, he's he's a great prospect. I I think he's he's almost a steal from where they got him at fifth overall, just giving you know, the talent from that draft. I think he was one of the best players, maybe top three in that class, and uh, he's going to be putting up some good numbers. And this tournament is really making me think, yeah, this guy's got all the tools to play pro hockey in the near future. Yeah, the nice part is he's really not going to have anybody ahead of him when it comes time to Philly. I think that doorway is going to be wide open. Um, Vancouver Canucks goaltending prospect Archer Silovs, he's been lights out for Latvia. He did have a five-game cameo last season with the Canucks, spent most of the year in Abbotsford. What have you liked about his game? Well, he's just been a, kind of a workhorse for for Latvia. He's, I believe, he started every single game in this tournament, and he's kind of, or he's played in at least every game in this tournament. At least, um, you know, that game against Switzerland last night, he made uh, twenty nine saves, but they were some high quality chances. Given that Switzerland was the best team in the tournament heading into that game, and for him to go out there and win the game for Latvia, that qualified them for the quarterfinals at home, it's a big deal. You really don't want to be messing with a team that went out there and won their last five games, but just you know, going out there and he played outstanding against the Czechs and he was uh, the difference maker against Norway and then, you know, against Slovenia. Those are not easy matchups for a team like Latvia, but for him to be as good as he was, uh, you know, I've seen him play international hockey at various levels. And this to me is the best I've seen him. So given the year we saw him have in the, in the AHL and his little stint in the NHL, I am expecting him to, you know, he should, I think, contend for backup do duties next year in Vancouver. All right, Stephen, got to ask you about uh, Leo Carlson. He's having a borderline historic moment or tournament when it comes to draft eligible players at the World Hockey Championship. And this is always the time of year when scouts and scouting staff start to second guess themselves when it comes to looking at their list and their rankings. Lots of teams going through amateur scouting meetings right now at this exact moment in time. 
So when you look at Carlson and his impact at this world, is there anyone that's sitting there second-guessing themselves when it comes to maybe how close he is to Adam Fantilli, given that, I don't know, people were saying maybe Fantilli is, is closer to Connor Bedard. Like, how does this all stack up, and where does Leo Carlson fit into the mix? Well, for Carlson, he's got five points in seven games. And, you know, I think for, for as good as his numbers are, he's got the 10th most, the 10 best numbers that we've seen um, from a draft eligible prospect at this tournament, beating guys like Ovechkin and Jack Hughes and Yager. Like, those are big names. Um, but they don't even compare what Slavkovsky was able to do last year. But I think with Carlson, he got two goals against the Americans. He's looking very comfortable. It's not like he's getting all his points on the power play now. He's playing at all situations. And, you know, there's a lot of trust to put him as the number one centerman to go out there and play if Lucas uh, Raymond and um, uh, Jonathan Bergeron, uh, both Detroit players, because, you know, that was the top line, but they've got some guys that are very experienced that are sitting behind him. And with Carlson, he's getting a lot of work done in his ice time. He's not playing necessarily again a ton of power play, but he's playing, uh, he's playing shorthanded. He's just kind of doing everything they need of him. And I think that's impressive from talking to some people that are at the tournament. They're saying, you know what, maybe, maybe the gap is very close between him and Fantilli, but there's some context, I guess, needed. Fantilli was the 13th forward for a bunch in this tournament. Tournament. You're looking at Canada's lineup a bit deeper than Sweden. That's relying on a lot of players who have never played in the NHL. So a guy like Carlson, who is a top prospect, will get that extra boost in nice time. But, you know, with the way he's played, again, you look at the numbers, they're they're looking really solid. And he's been getting better every single game. And his best game of the tournament happens to be against the Americans. He was named best player for Sweden. That's the type of confidence you want to see here going forward. And, you know, I do think Sweden should be able to win their first quarterfinal game. And then you've got two more games guaranteed. So at that point, we could see him maybe go seven, eight, nine points. And maybe he's out there beating Slavkowski, what he was able to do last year. But, uh, you know, I think I don't think any of the players here in the draft that are at this tournament are going to really change their status uh, heading into the draft based off this tournament. But with Carlson, it's just good to see him so comfortable against men like we know he was able to do all year long. The fact that we're even having the conversation, Stephen, given the year that Fantilli had 30 goals in 35 games as a freshman at Michigan, like it speaks to how well Carlson is playing of late because Fantilli, he'd probably be in a class of his own in any normal draft year without someone like Connor Bedard at the very top. Thanks to Stephen Ellis for joining us this week for the next wave. He's an absolute machine. Follow him on Twitter as well, S Ellis Hockey, because man, this guy watches so much hockey, it's actually scary. He's tweeting about it before I even get up in the morning, watching the worlds over in Europe. Thanks to Steven for having an eye on everything and this week's edition of the next wave. All right, Mike, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. And it is, I posted my top 50 free agents list on Tuesday on dailyfaceoff.com. Seemed to generate some buzz. We had some uh, projected contracts on there, which were interesting as well. Who's the most intriguing free agent on the board for you outside of the top 10? I'm interested to see where Eric Halla ends up. He's 23rd on the list. He was a bargain last year for the Devils, 2.38 million. He is 32 years old though, Frank. So you're probably looking at a two or three year deal. It was projected at 3.5 million, but there's not many centers available. That's why I find him intriguing. He's responsible, he can skate. He was 54% in the face-off circle last year for the Devils. And 
he's pretty much a guaranteed 40 or 50 point guy who can play up and down the lineup or go on the wing as well. And he's been healthy for two straight seasons. So I think his value might actually be a little bit higher um, than it looks at first glance. Again, just because there's not many centers available. I'm going to go with Connor Brown, someone who tore his ACL, played four games last season for the Caps. But the interest, at least according to the people that I'm speaking to, they say it's off the charts. Like there's a lot of teams that want to be in the mix to get Connor Brown. So for someone that you're thinking, man, a lost season, that's going to be a severe hit to his wallet. I, I don't think that's going to be the case based on what I can tell. And the contract projection from our friends at AFP Analytics was four years times 3.3 million, which is, man, pretty decent. A lot better than a lot of people would have thought. Uh, let's add in one more quick uh, inbox question of the day from our guy, Jeremiah, who's watching us every damn day. So shout out to Jeremiah. He wants to know, where are some spots that Kevin Hayes is a fit? Uh, thinks the Caps could make it work. Uh, what say you? Well, the buzz was around uh, Detroit at the trade deadline, so that seems like an instant fit to me. But um, there's no shortage of center teams that need centers. Uh, so Detroit's one if they're trying to up themselves. I, I'd say them. What about you, Frank? Yeah, I think it depends on how much the Flyers are willing to retain in order to make this happen because he does have the term left on his deal. I'll throw a couple teams at you. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, Columbus Blue Jackets, um, Colorado Avalanche, just trying to think of some other teams where Washington would be a great fit if the Flyers are willing to trade him in division. Columbus falls into the same category, but I don't know. Like I, I think there's going to be some significant interest in Kevin Hayes at the right price because he does play a two-way game and can give you that sort of 25-goal push that you're looking for. Let's get to Tyler Remchuk and our daily face-off Batano daily bets. What do you got, Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to be, well, betting on the only game we got tonight, Frank, as the Carolina Hurricanes look to keep their season alive. And this series has been an under machine so far. Bobrovsky, Anderson, both playing great. So uh, let's get into my first play over at Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. The save percentages for Bob, you know how good they've been. How about the save percentages for Freddie Anderson? 950, 941. They gave him that one game off as well. I think both these goalies should be at their best tonight with obviously a lot on the line. So I like going with the under five and a half paying minus 125. And then for my player prop in this one, I'm going with the Sebastian Ajo shot prop. It's set at two and a half. He's got 16 shots in his last five playoff games. So he's averaging over this. He has five and six in his last two games. So he's been crushing it out as of late. And with the season on the line, I could see Ajo throwing a ton of rubber towards the net, getting a pretty decent payout on it as well, considering he's a star player and his line is only set at 2.5. So give me the Ajo shot prop and the under tonight in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals, Frank. Yeah, a lot of shots on net from the Carolina Hurricanes and not a lot that really count for anything. And by the way, nice hat you got there. Love to see that. Go Phillies. Go Phils. Oh, uh, let's, that brings tonight. us to garbage time with Mike McKenna. Mike, what's <laughs> caught your eye? What's caught your attention from around the NHL? Well, another connection to the Philadelphia Flyers, it's Radko Gudis. And I tell you what, man, I've watched this playoffs with a lot of intrigue. And there's I'm always rooting for some guys who maybe are a little bit undercover. And Gudis is one of them. And I have a piece out today at Daily Faceoff about the time Radko Gudis let me live during a game. And I don't want to ruin that. But what I do want to say is that Gudis at 32 years old, he spent 10 seasons in the NHL. He's on his fourth NHL organization. He left home at 19 to play for the Everett Silver Tips in the Western Hockey League. He spent three years in the American League. 
And now he's an integral part of this club. And look at the just the beard that this guy's growing, Frank. Like it's straight out of another era. He's terrifying on the ice. Like he looks like Grover Cleveland here, man. I, I'm I'm rooting oh, for him because you know what? Dude, the, dude the, the, the piece I wrote today was about how he didn't kill me. And the best part of it at the end really is that you know, we got to play together and have a good laugh about it. And he's just an awesome guy, man. He plays hard on the ice. He's passionate, um, but he'll also be your best friend away from it. And there's a lot of those in hockey, but I just love his look and his vibe right now. And I think he's a big piece of the Panthers. Check out the article. Yeah, check it out on dailyfaceoff.com. Speaking of free agents, Radko Gudis has put a lot of extra dough in his pocket with this playoff yep. run with the Florida Panthers. Projected at three years times 3.3 million is one of those guys kind of fits really nicely as your number four guy that can give you some dedicated physical minutes that you can rely upon as a coach. And for a guy that turns 33 this summer to get another deal like that certainly looks pretty damn good for Radko Gudis, who's been a huge part of the Panthers' success. Mike, that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We'll be back 12 noon Eastern on Thursday. You know where to find us. Until then, have a great day and enjoy Game 4, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh. 
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.